Rituals are the foundation pulling us together, but it takes a community to support the rituals we need throughout our lives. Welcome to the journey of finding your community. Learn the knowledge of generations and how it applies to your everyday life. Tune in for an unconventional perspective on ancient wisdom and how it can change your life right now. I will tell you how to navigate this fast changing world with the power of the gifts you already have. Living your gifts with me, Susan Hawk, Ancient Applications for Modern Times starts now. Hi everyone, and welcome to Living Your Gifts, Ancient Applications for Modern Times. And I'm your host, Susan Huff, and I welcome you today and invite you to join me the second Wednesday of every month as we discuss topics to help you find your gifts and your community. Today, we continue our discussion about releasing grief from an indigenous perspective, the transformational and healing power of grief as an integral expression of joy and affirmation of life. Grief is one of the most difficult topics to talk about in our culture. Other people's grief makes us uncomfortable because we don't know what to do with all that intense emotion. We're taught to hold it inside and get on with life. I believe that we as a society attach grief to loss, loss through such things as death and divorce, but we forget about all the other things we may be grieving. There are so many examples of this. Dreams, expectations, loss of a job, loss of a relationship, change in a relationship, acknowledging illness limitations, getting older, children growing into adulthood, fear, your own childhood, the unknown, natural disasters, global pandemics, and ancestral grief. And that's only to name a few. So here is one of my most favorite quotes I love by Sabon Fusome. Many of us suffer continuously from old wounds we carry. Healing old wounds is an important part of life. It frees us to live life more fully and joyfully. Today's guests are my co-host, host, Dr. Pat, who is returning to share in our conversation with, with our guest, Catherine Prum. Catherine Prum is a strategic coach and consultant to individual and organizations, helping them clarify and achieve their vision of success. Catherine spent over 25 years in corporate, nonprofit, and higher ed marketing and relationship management roles. It's her passion for community, consciousness, and spiritual transformation that have directed her path to becoming an end-of-life doula and a karma healer. She studied with and organized rituals for Sabon Fusome beginning in 2009, deepening her practice of releasing and healing grief. She trained in shamanic healing with Dr. Ann Drake and is studying Naroda Karma Healing with John Weirich. Catherine and I have worked together for 10 years to support the dissemination of Sabumfu's traditional wisdom in the West. Catherine, when I met you, I had a worked extensively with Sabumfu at that time and traveled with her to support her through rituals. Because I had been transformed by the grief rituals doing several every year, I wanted training and assisting Sabumfu in her work. I met Catherine at a grief ritual in Massachusetts where she lives and we bonded immediately, kindred spirits. Welcome, Catherine. I am so happy to have you and let's jump right in. And I'm so grateful for Dr. Pat for co-hosting this podcast with me. Catherine, yeah. my first thing is what was your grief ritual like and what was the impression you had of Sabonfu? 
Well, thank you. And Susan and Dr. Pat, it's a great pleasure to meet you. It's a delight to be here. Um, I've, I've been thinking about the, the first time I, I was in grief ritual with, with Sabunku and it was like yesterday. It's still one of those defining memories, a real, like, real aha, and I have arrived in the right place at the right time. I had uh, been studying, I was in my shamanic training here uh, where I live in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And one of my uh, cohort had said, had, had suggested that I attend a ritual in, at um, the Rowe Conference Center in Rowe, Massachusetts with, uh, with Mali Doma. Uh, Domo Somme, and uh, which was an amazing week weekend where I met uh, my partner in, in uh, Cape Ann Village, which was the umbrella that brought Sabonku to uh, this area for many years. Loretta Perez said, well, if you think Malidoma is amazing, you should meet Sabonku. And about um, I'd say about a, maybe a, about a year later, she came back to the uh, to the East Coast, and uh, Loretta was extremely insistent that she that I not know anything about the ritual before I arrived. She wouldn't tell me um, absolutely anything, uh, and she said, "I don't want I don't want you to to have any preconceived ideas." So I walk into this room and completely oblivious, completely, you know, I came from a, a really, you know, very un, unindigenous kind of culture. I mean, I'm a typical Western American person, right? And uh, this was the farthest thing from anything that I had conceived of before. And the ritual with Malidoma was certainly uh, an, an icebreaker, but uh, this one was, um, uh, just, I can still feel the electricity of that moment. You know, complete unknowing for one thing, ignorance, complete ignorance. And then having all of these people walk in and, and just be excited and, and anxious and kind of, you know, unprepared, but a lot of people who had already been through it. So that was kind of curi a real curiosity for me. And then Sabunku walked in and the energy in the room just transformed from, you know, just, it was, it, and from there on, um, I was kind of hooked, but I didn't really understand yet what I was doing and what, what, what the potential was of that experience until um, we broke up into little groups and we started to talk about why we were there. And I said, I told the same story. I, I don't know why I'm here. Um, my friend dragged me here, you know, of my free will, of course, but I'm here, I have no idea. And in that conversation and in that moment, I had a revelation that where I was in my life, incredibly repressed, I would say, stuck, struggling to understand where I was going with my life, really in a lot of, a lot of suffering, a lot of confusion, a lot of disassociation, uh, not being able to connect with my own life or my own sense of my life and my life purpose, which has really been my driving, you know, my driving forces. Like, what am I here for? Why am I, what am I supposed to do? Why am, what am I, where am I going? 
And I realized that I had been in that moment uh, veiled in grief and that I couldn't connect with who I was because I had had so much grief and grief that was unprocessed, grief that was unexpressed and grief that just, you know, I had pushed down because that's what my family, my culture does, you know, you get, you move on, you get through, you get over, you get, you know, but that grief was just like a, like a, like a wet blanket around my life. And, and, and I can remember still going through the whole day, that first day of this, uh, of the ritual and still, I have no idea what was going on, but as soon as it started, I was the first one to break down and the catharsis and the catalyst that I had in that, that weekend um, was the beginning of, of a huge transformation. And I've been passionate about grief, expressing grief and, and healing grief and releasing grief ever since. It's been, it was, it was a defining moment. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, I knew what I was kind of getting myself into, unlike you. And I really did not want to do it, you know, so I went with resistance on top of uh, and thinking she doesn't know what she's talking about. I don't need this grief ritual. I, 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 you know, I don't have that much grief. Wow. I mean, if we could have right now, we need grief ritual upon grief ritual upon grief ritual. We need need a global grief ritual right now. We, We really do. And I, and you know, I don't know about you, Catherine and I have been talking a lot about how, how do we bring this uh, amazing, difficult process, because I'd be lying if I said it was easy, it's not, out into the world again, because let me tell you, when we come out of seclusion, this has got to be a part of people's life, got to be, because I don't know about you guys, but I'm holding more grief than I've probably ever held. Well, it's, yeah, and it's very difficult. And this is, I think, what the lesson of, uh, I learned from Sabonku, it's int- extremely difficult to do it in isolation. It's extremely to do, difficult to do it alone. And, and you need community. And, uh, and we have been nothing but isolated, you know, from community for months now. And so there's a lot of, lot building up, a lot of pent up. Um, and, we can see those expressions of, of, of grief in the news and, and um, you know, and the stories that people are telling, but it's definitely needed. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I, I think it's time, let's go to a break and we'll come right back with more Catherine Prom and Dr. Pat. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Are you truly ready to experience overflow in every area of your life? Are you ready to go from limited to limitless? 
Imagine starting your week off with a deeper connection to the dog consciousness. It's time for you to feel inspired, uplifted, and shifted. I invite you to join me, Tracy L, online or in person for our Soul Sundays. Start your week off feeling empowered and ready to serve and expand the miracles waiting for you. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hello, I'm Carrie Kadambi, and this is your Spirited Exchange Moment. Have you been searching everywhere for answers? Do you long for wise guidance to lovingly direct you? Guess what? You have your very own divine spirit guides in the highest light, available 24-7, just waiting to help you live your best life. Call in your spirit guidance on a daily basis to help you make important decisions. All you have to do is ask, with a sense of openness, curiosity, and willingness to be divinely guided. Throughout your day, be open to notice what shows up for you. A spoken phrase, a book, a message from a song, or simply a knowing. And always offer gratitude for that loving guidance. And don't forget to put it into action. Join me on Transformation Talk Radio for my show, A Spirited Exchange. For more information about me, visit thedivineguidancegift.com. Divine Transmissions Radio with host Lisa Marie. Tune in every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where Lisa Marie, Shakti Ma, helps you to reach deeper levels of the self and create a powerful space of healing, learning, and transcendence. Divine Transmissions Radio. For more information, visit ShaktiMa.net. That's S-H-A-K-T-I-M-A.net. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I'm Dr. Pat, and I get to share this stage with two amazing women. Of course, this is Living Your Gifts Radio with Susan Huff. And of course, we are doing Releasing Grief Part 2 because we're looking at ancient applications for modern time and times. And one of the things that I want to talk with each of you about, and thank you, Catherine, for that beautiful, beautiful journey that you just took us on. Um, You know, I think for me, sometimes it's very difficult to explain to others what these experiences were like. You know, for me, it was with Sidonia Cahill, you know, a woman that wrote one of the first books on ceremonial circles. And her passing was so sudden. And it's very difficult sometimes when you're in those moments and you don't have something else to do. But Susan, I want to get back to you about something you said. And I wonder if we could take a look at this. You know, many people have tried to describe culture. I know for me, many years of organizational consulting and being brought in to look at culture and to see how to make a change. There was never anything I could suggest that would really work that anybody at the top levels would agree to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when we look at rituals and when we're looking at grieving, there are so many aspects in our life that this is happening with right now. 
for example, um, is this a time where we have to stop and grieve whatever past we had three or four months ago? Is this a time where, you know, you are grieving something or someone in your life that is no longer with you in the same way? Um, and I'll just tell you, I have a couple of friends that are very engaged in, in the makings of, of government. And one of them is listening to the show today and, and said, I am still grieving the last election and Hillary Clinton. And, you know, whether you are a Hillary Clinton fan or not, there was a level of energy from what happened and what didn't happen. So people don't really get the sense that they have permission to grieve whatever is ailing them. And I think maybe we should talk about that because some people think, well, nobody died. What? I mean, that's how I started on that. I, I mean, with Sabanfu, when she said, you're gonna do a grief ritual, I said, nobody's died. <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean, it's so funny you, you use that because that's exactly what I said to her. What my parents hadn't died at the time, you know, um, I'd had lost her grandmother, but that had been like nine years ago. Suck it up, Susan, you know, you move on. Right. And I think that's part of the issue. We are so disconnected from what we are feeling all the time that to me to think that I, I'm even allowed to grieve. I mean, I, I think culturally we've been repressed. You don't grieve anything around here, you know, and, and right now I think we're on the verge. If we don't take this as an opportunity to grieve as a culture that goes way back at the beginning of the history of the United States of America, we are crazy right now. And it, we're just going to become more crazy and we're going to become more disconnected. And what it is, is we've got to get back to community. And when you grieve, you're not to do it alone. You have to do it collectively. You have to do it connected. You have to feel like somebody's got your back. Somebody's standing beside you and saying, I value your struggle and I value you as a human being. And I don't know about you, Catherine, but that's for me, I didn't have to behave either. Like I could just let it rip and mm -hmm. let my whole soul just grieve not just mine, but I, I think we are grieving ancestral grief. We started out messed up in this country and we're still dealing with the mess up. Right, right. I think a lot of what we're experiencing now is, is a um, evolution and an outpouring and an extension of you know, that long-term, long unexpressed, unreleased grief that is our, that is our country. And every, every country has their story the one in the, the, the American story is very, very complicated and very complex. Um, so, so yeah, uh, there are griefs. And this was the thing after that first grief ritual I went through, I started to, oh, I'd, I'd laugh about it, but it was just like, I, I saw grief in everything. You know, I saw grief in everybody every conversation, every interaction. It was just, it opened my eyes to the sense that most people are leading with their grief because they're leading with their suppressed emotions, their unexpressed sadness, 
And what I, at the time that, uh, you know, this was what, oh, 10, 12 years ago, right? So at that time, um, I was working at a university that was a, was a 45 mile commute each way every day. And I used to, I, I, I used to like grief ritual got helped me to get over my road rage, you know? I mean, seriously, just driving on the highway. There's a lot of grief out there <laughs> and it's expressed in the way people drive, you know, and, or the way people show up at meetings or at the market or, you know, online, you know, a lot of what we're experiencing now, just in terms of uh, trolling and bullying is all part of that. And it's part, it's, it's in the fabric of our culture. And that is why grief and a grief is needs to be released. I mean, we need to have this conversation communally. And I have, and I have hopes that, you know, COVID, COVID will, and, and all of the, you know, the, and, 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 and uh, Black Lives Matter and all of these things that are happening right now are going to force us to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, one of the things I want to say, Catherine, about that is the is that, um, and I mentioned to you both during the, the break that I'm going to be doing two shows Thursday and Friday um, to give a perspective, a personal perspective on Kamala Harris from my experience in California. I went to school in California. But one of the things that we just sort of blew by, and, and I wanted to get your take on it, there are so many things happening right now where people are on the edge of losing something, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't want to, I, I mean, I could give you a hundred things, but they're on the edge of it, right? right. Um, everything from, I don't what I'm going to do if I don't get that extra $600 to two of my friends that held their breath when the Supreme Court reviewed the issues on transgender. And, you know, I don't know that we're really plugged in to how many layers this has. I know maybe we are, but I have to admit, even for myself, um, I'm not totally plugged in. But this level of loss or perceived, my friend likes to say it's perceived loss. Okay, perceived or not, it's real for people. You can perceive what you want. But when somebody feels like if I'm a transgender woman or man and I feel like I'm going to get stripped away my health care or something, that's real. Mm -hmm. And what is the impact of that? Because I think Sabanfu had this. You know, Sabanfu was saying, you don't know. You don't know what is going to enter your heart that pings it and gives it a little pain. I had one yesterday and I ran to find Sidonia's book. Because as much as I know about this, do you think I'm doing any rituals, ladies? Yeah. Well, and also if you think about it, like they lived on the edge in that village all the time. They didn't have water. They didn't have food sometimes, but they knew how to deal with their grief unlike anything I've ever seen before. And like I said last time, I was at a grief ritual. And on the other side of that grief ritual is true joy. Like when you are able to re I never left a grief ritual feeling heavier. I always left a grief ritual feeling lighter, feeling more like myself, feeling more embodied in why I'm here, 
than ever before because I had the space and somebody and took the time in community to be honest and real and not to pretend that I'm okay. And we are told to suck it up and be okay in this culture, no matter what hits us. And a lot of people are not okay. How could we be okay right now? It would be impossible. Well, she uh, certainly created a framework for us to appreciate and understand the context of grief and how we were not handling it, right? And how, we're, how we are not um, in, in, in connected or in touch with this at all. And the, the, the transformation of having a community ritual or, or, or acknowledgement, right, of, of something shared. We have, we have our own personal re relationship with whatever has been the issue that has caused this grief, whether it's you know, the death of a loved one, a, a loss of a job, a loss of a, a friendship, um, uh, just things not working out the way you uh, it, it's anticipated, um, but but to be able to share that experience and have that you know have that context in that conversation is really it is transformational, and and um, I agree with Susan that and the reason I kept coming back uh, year after year and then began to host Sabonfu here uh, with my friend Loretta uh, was to create and to exp expand her work in and 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 to reach as many as many people as possible to be able to plant the seed of that kind of conversation in our culture and the um, the, the the for me the the great sadness is that you know we 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 haven't been able to continue that work as yet but hopefully you know that is the hope to continue that that work for, with her or her work in uh for people who are really crying out for that the challenge though is that it's scary there's you know having to deal with your own emotional attachment and taking being accountable taking responsibility being able to just actually cry or scream or you know wail um as a way to connect more intimately with your own life with your own sense of joy uh to to allow that that is terrifying for most people because we are really a bottled up buttoned down you know move on, you know, move on and, and, and uh, suck it up kind of culture. And so uh, what I see right happening now is the, the buildup of, of that tension that is grief with nowhere to go. So how far, how long will this continue to build? Um, hopefully people are now asking themselves the same question <laughs> and then saying, so where can I go? Who can I work with? Who, who's out there that can help me release my own grief and then contribute to the transformation of our culture? And that's Thubonfu's legacy in the, in, in the US as far as I'm concerned. Well, I think her legacy is also being authentic and not pretending that we're okay when we're not okay. I mean, if I could say the one gift she gave me, yes, Grief ritual, 
Absolutely. But the other gift she gave me was stop pretending. Mm-hmm. Be authentic. If right. you're feeling this thing, don't suck it up out of fear, you know, speak right. your truth and, and, and speak your truth, not just to your, to yourself first but, and to spirit. Like right. we, even the way we have brought, been brought up in a Christian kind of culture is like, please forgive me. Please forgive me. It's like, okay, I'm mad. <laughs> you know, this is a lot. Like I was on a zoom call with a bunch of women and I had a phone call from one of my girlfriends who had COVID and I could tell that she was in a bad way. And I just went into a rant, right? <laughs> I went into my own grief ritual right on Zoom and was like, I am furious that my friend is struggling and not just my friend, but this is all around the world and I can't do it. Effing thing about it, you know? And that, and, and a couple people had not seen me in a grief ritual and they were like, whoa but everybody then opened up everybody after that happened was able to express what they were feeling and a deeper level of where their own pain was coming from and their fear and we got off the phone feeling more connected and healthier right right well being able to give someone permission by your own example of truth telling or for your, you know, and, and being, being genuine, being yourself, uh, where most people are pretending or play acting or, or just, you know, don't have a clue. Um, you know, that this is really a, a critical. And I think, again, part of the legacy of our work with Sabonfu is, you know, to show up. So I'm, you know, very much the same person I was, you know, 10 years ago, except that I am completely different in the way that I engage and interact with people. So for me, I'm always, I I, I, I try to say I'm, I'm imperfect, but I try to always meet people with an open heart center, you know, to say, if they're crabby or, you know, angry or frustrated or whatever, it's got to be because something's going on. So it's given me a tremendous sense of uh, trend, tremendous well of compassion for other people. To, to and 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 also when my own reaction isn't always perfect or charitable or loving, I can say, okay, that that I have this I have a vocabulary and a framework to say, okay, so something's really happening for me. So again. Mm-hmm. Appreciating someone someone else's grief is always goes back to where am I at? Have I got grief to, to, to you know what? Where am I? Am I expressing it? Am I connecting with it? Who do I need to call? And usually, Susan, you're the person I call. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you you know, because we have this shared vocabulary for one thing, an experience, but I continue to talk with people that I work with about the importance of acknowledging grief uh, and, and connecting that when they're having, you know, they're, they're, they're having a, a moment or a frustration or that, that there's often something underlying that. So it has really become part of that framework of my life of how I connect, communicate and work with, uh, work with people. Uh, 
it helps you not take it so personally when somebody gets triggered or loses it on you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm able to, you know, I have my moments. I still think, well, I mean, if I, said I, it my... I said it helps, I didn't oh, yeah. say it stopped it, but it, it helps you for me when somebody comes at me, I think, Ooh, grief is coming towards me. Right. How do I want to handle this person's grief? Right. So I think of how in, in, uh, the ritual, um, Dr. Pat, you would literally hold, you know, stand behind somebody as they're grieving. So when somebody comes at me and I can feel they're triggered, even clients that are triggered, I think, okay, I'm a, I'm holding this container yeah, for them to let go and right. me not to take it personally. And, and without uh, about the trigger. Right. And without judgment. I mean, that's, I think the really important thing is as, as much as possible with a really uh, a, holding that space for that person to fully express who they are without shame or judgment. Because again, I think grief, the way we, we experience grief, there is a lot of that um, emotional baggage of shame, guilt, um, and, uh, and um, you know, just nowhere to, and nowhere to take it. So yeah, agree. Yeah, it's it's a, a different concept. Dr. Pat, did did you experience that in community? Did how was it from from your teacher's perspective? Did from she From my teacher's perspective, we had to really drill down to basics. And you know, one of the things that happens when any of us go on what shall I call it? For lack of a better word, retreat. Spiritual re retreat, transformational retreat, life retreat. Basically, you're out of your workplace, you're going to another place for a week, 10 days, two weeks, three weeks, however long that is, and you're participating in something that's very different from your life. And so if you have one of those things, like I did, like you all did, there are things that are going to show up that you didn't even know existed inside of you. You didn't even know. And I think that's what we're experiencing today as a culture. Clearly, as a world, there are some things we're experiencing. But right here in the United States, um, when people that I know from Canada and I talk to them frequently, when they talk to me, they always ask me, how are you doing? Because they're seeing a level of grief that we don't see because we're in it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's why with Sedonia, it was you know, her way was to literally peel the layers back um, before we knew that what we were doing was something that was going to give us relief. And every layer had its own individual punch. That, that's my language. Every mm -hmm. layer had its own individual punch. Sometimes it showed up in an emotional side. Sometimes it showed up in the mental side. I mean, you know, sit outdoors for 24 hours with just water, day, night, animals, whatever you are, and well, see what your mind tries to tell you. And I think that today we have these things happening right now in our homes. You know, people are on their own version of what the three of us have experienced in the wilderness and they're mm -hmm. having it in their homes. And it's so not talked about. You know, the idea that sheltering in place is a really cool term, but there's some things that are happening now that people have not experienced, I don't think ever in their lives. I mean, think about it. You're in a family, 
your spouse, partner, husband, wife, child goes away. They take a flight out of the state. They're back. And for 14 days, everybody needs to, yep, put on a mask and sanitize their hands. So that in itself is a change from what they're used to doing. It is a retreat of a different kind, mm -hmm. but it has the same effect. A retreat without the elders holding the space for you. <laughs> but think about it. We're not talking about this really. I mean, think about the people that are in assisted living. You know, I was talking to somebody I coached the other day, and I, I honestly didn't know what to say with her. But you're right. If if you go to a ritual approach and you help, that's got to be the way you get out of it. Because there's nothing I could say to someone who says to me. I am not allowed to go see my mother. I see her and I was visiting her every week. That was her ritual. Every week we would go, the grandkids go. I can't see her now, but she doesn't sound good. And this is a new cultural shift. And we better create some rituals to help people. We really better do something here. And that's why people are getting crazier and crazier, you know, because the isolation is so devastating for so many people. I mean, I think we could pretend for, uh, we could pretend we were okay, but now you really are with yourself, by yourself. I mean, I, I was by myself for four months in, a, in my home, by myself. If I hadn't had rituals and hadn't had a community already lined up and on Zoom, know how I would have I, I I mean I'm still doing it there's days when I think wow this is a lot this is way more than I thought I was ever going to have to experience mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think about this and yesterday we had a conversation we're bringing on two new people right two amazing people for our production team and you know the old way was oh okay you're bringing on people, you're rearranging things you're going to do. Clearly my organizational behavior hat goes on and you're thinking, oh, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then it's like, yeah, you can't do that, Pat. It's like, Jessica's like, that is not six feet apart. So no, two people can't do this and watch this and learn this. So, so the, for us, there brings up a new level of frustration. And I'm telling you, as many rituals, as many prayers, as many other side meetings and communities I belong to, you could cut the frustration tension with a knife. Mm -hmm. And if, and this is why what you're talking about today is so extraordinary. I mean, Susan, look at the first time we had the youth on the, on oh. the air, the first time, Catherine, the first time we had them on, I did not plan to have every single one of them cry. We didn't, I, I mean, I got emails afterwards saying, my God, Pat, you know, what did you do to these kids? And they were and so happy about it though, Dr. Pat. They were, but we didn't tell anybody that right. they, we didn't tell anybody that what we were doing was like an on-air ritual for them to really, I mean, we didn't plan that Catherine. So I want to ask you both this question. Sabanku had it right and knew the power of this from a global perspective. 
what do we need to help people with today to get through their everyday life? I mean, I think we have to have them connect more to nature. I think, you know, like, you know, it, even it, the nature component is huge. What, that disconnection for nature has made us disconnected from everything, I think. So are you in touch with even those elements on the outside that are on the inside of us? Are you in touch with your fire? Are you in touch with that water that flows through your body? Are you in touch with your earth and, and what it feels like to be connected to the mother of all mothers, to that mothering? You know, are you in touch with your bones, which carries the wisdom? I mean, it's, it holds our bodies, but there's wisdom. Are you in touch with the transformation that just happens day to day by just being alive? We are going, we're like nature. We, you know, we shed, we, 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 we plant the seeds, we start all over again. What we have to help people, like, how are we going to grow from this? But first, we have to grieve it in order to grow it. Well, let's take a short break, because when we come back, I would love for you both to share and share ritual with us to really help people, regardless of where they are, you know, to help folks know that there are things that we're going to grieve. And I'm glad you brought up the bones, because my dentist pulled my tooth about a couple of months ago. It took her two hours to get it out. She didn't want to crack it. And I remember when she did that and I had a moment of, I want, I want my tooth. And she's like, I can't give you your tooth. It's special. We need to keep it. And I'm like, but I've had that tooth with me like my whole life. And you know, that may sound silly at a lot oh, no. of different levels, but was it really about my tooth? Was that really about my tooth? Let's take a short break. Everybody will be right back. Tune into three things I've learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, three o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three things I've learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to transformationtalkradio.com or visit Susan's website at susandolce.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. The knowledge book currently studied in 39 countries and 15 languages around the world accelerates our evolution, takes us out of depression, offers universal truth, protects us, and makes us stronger, both spiritually and physically. So if you are interested in the knowledge book, visit usa.thenowledgebook.net and tune in to the Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasic on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You are listening to Living Your Gifts Radio with Susan Hoff and me, Dr. Pat. And we have a very, very special guest joining us here today as well. Someone that knows exactly what it means to understand, appreciate, implement, and be in the presence of ritual, Catherine Crump. Now, before we get going, I would love to know each of you, Catherine, maybe you first, love to know how do people find out more about you? So let's give them that. And then you too, Susan. Uh, well, my uh, website is catalyststrategies.com, catalyst with a K. And uh, you can reach me there. Um, I'm also uh, accessible on LinkedIn. So that's another great way to, to, to reach me. And I'm livingyourgifts.com and you can reach me all the time or at livingyourgifts.com on, um, on Instagram. And you can always call me at 703-505-5152. Well, thank you both. Look, in the next five or six minutes we have here uh, to bring this conversation full circle, you know, there's talking about ritual and then there's experiencing ritual and you've got something planned for our listeners. Susan? I, I, I just want to say the value of water with releasing. Water is the element that you would always, always use for grieving, releasing, clearing the way, opening up the channels. I mean, think about it, water runs through us and we can release that way. But one of my favorite rituals and and I'm going to make it simple for you because these rituals can be as as detailed as you want and also can become sim simple. And this is a, a ritual that you would use on a regular basis every Friday. I do this ritual. I think Catherine probably does this ritual every Friday. And it's a milk and honey ritual. And what you do is you get a little bit of honey and you get a little bit of milk. And you put it in a jar together. And milk is for nurturance. And it represents cow's milk. You know, we are the milk, mother's milk. And honey represents sweetness. So what you're doing is you're walking down to water. And if you can't do it in water, do it in your home. You know, do it at the sink if you if you if you can't get out of your home at this point. But you take that milk and that honey and you shake it. And you call in and you just talk about whatever is making you feel crazy. Whatever it is you need to let go of. Whatever feels like it's holding you back and causing you to struggle and you, and you pray and you tell spirit and you tell the water spirits in particular, like, I got to let this go because it's playing in the background of my life. So an example would be like water spirits. 
I am so angry that I'm isolated and alone right now. I need me some sweetness to come into my life. I need to feel held and nurtured at this point in time because I feel like I can't go on like this any longer. If you can do it with a friend, it's even more powerful. Even if you get on Zoom, I've done it on Zoom with women, they have their milk and their honey in, in, in their containers. And I say, go and let it flow out and into your sink afterwards or bathe in it to bring sweetness and nurturance into your life. And so when you make the offering to the water, you say, may this milk nurture me and the world. May nurturance go to all, all around the world and to every sentient being, may they feel a nurturance. And may sweetness awaken within me and within the world. May it help our leaders. May it transform us. May it help us flow and be cleansed and cleared and open to a new process, to new beginnings and a new way. I think I could go on and on about how you could pray about it. You know, you can call it Jesus. It's not, it's not a, a religion. It's like, just take your grief somewhere that's outside of you. Right, Catherine? What do you think? Mm -hmm. Catherine and I do this when we get together every Friday before the, after the sun rises and before the sun sets is when you do this ritual right. and you do it on a Friday because it's an earth day and you do it at the water because it moves the obstacles. But I have to tell you, I will have a buildup all week where things will be like, ah, you know, and when it's done and I let go and I cry and I scream and I just do whatever I need to do. And I put that milk and honey into the water. And I have to tell you, I just can relax in a different way. And the amazing thing is after that, it, when you when, and, and, and it's important to, to, to be attentive to what happens after a, a milk and honey because your prayers are answered. You know, you're, you're it, not exactly always in the way you, that you expect yeah. it, like any prayer, right? But it's important to, um, I always come back feeling, you know, unburdened, released, relieved. I always sleep really well after milk and honey for some strange reason. Um, and, uh, and, but it's, it, you know, in those next couple of days, things do shift. And I think that that's the energy that you want is to, to, to shift your own sense of front, you know, stuckness or frustration or, you know, emotion, uh, whatever that may be. And, and, and let that, let that sense of, of being, being cared for by the, by the spirit, by the universe, and then having, you know, that, that sense of sweetness in your life where, you know, maybe your, your, whatever's been getting in your way doesn't feel quite so oppressive uh, uh, you know it's 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 a great ritual it really is it's like a little mini grief ritual it's like uh, you know it's not it's kind of a mini grief ritual i it can also be used to for gratitude too though you don't have to just pray for all the uh, you can pray for like oh yeah. my gosh thank you for that sweetness that's coming into my life thank you for that new you know my children and the blessings of a family whatever it may be that you right. and I, I often use it to, um, you know, help me feel less attached to outcomes. You know, if I'm going for, uh, 
um, um, going to, into a difficult meeting or, or uh, you know, family, family, a family event, you know, and you just, you take your, whatever's going on for you that moment to the water, releasing it and then just letting it go. And, um, and often, you know, it, it invariably release, releases what, you know, your issues. And, and again, you never know how your prayers are going to be answered because sometimes right. what you think you're supposed to have happen yeah. isn't what's supposed to have happened. And then that's, that's of also saying, Hey, I'm, I'm handing it over to you because I'm trusting, you know, better than I do. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I love it and I'm so grateful and I, I guess it's about time to close up, right? Dr. Pat. Yeah. I think this is a perfect time. I'd love to be able to say, please give out your websites again. And I'd love for you to Pat? have yeah, a closing ritual. I think this ritual. is a perfect time. I'd love to. Yeah. I, I, and just go, go to the water or take some time, you know, water carries an emotion. So if you can, anytime you drink water, infuse it with love and joy, because on the other side, when you really do grieve is joy. So I am so grateful to Dr. Pat for co-hosting the show today. And Catherine, what a pleasure to have you join us and sharing you. your experiences with grief. I know these times are challenging for everyone and I'm honored that you have chosen to spend time with us. And Catherine, could you could you let them know where they can reach you again? Yeah. Uh, well, yes, catalyststrategies.com, catalyst with a K. And um, I will give my number uh, as 781-727-3134 for, uh, for to, you know, text or call. Mm -hmm. um, so, and LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those places I'm at. Mm. And I look forward to seeing everybody on the second Wednesday of next month when we will continue to discuss ways of coping in this arena. And you can reach me at livingyourgifts.com and also at 703-505-5152. And Dr. Pat, always a pleasure. It's I'm amazing. So honored. Yeah. And thank yep. you so much. You've been listening to Living Your Gifts, Ancient Applications for Modern Times. Now go out and face the world with your powerful, unique self. You get to be you. Now that is radical. Show the world what you learned and help make it a little bit better each and every day. To learn more about me, please visit www.livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com.